Hello everyone, welcome back to the DC Mun Podcast. This is Christina, your VP Training, and today we're going to be talking about the rules of procedure. So this is a really important podcast episode or training, whatever you want to call it. Um, so buckle in and get ready for some information because this is probably one of the more important podcasts. So yeah, and if you guys have any questions, don't hesitate to ever reach out to any of the execs, first year liaisons or second years. You can always DM me on Instagram or whatever method of messaging you'd like to use. All right, so let's get into it because this is going to be a pretty heavy topic. So let's go. So we've already talked about the dais, the dais, the dais. I'm not exactly sure how to say it, to be honest with you, but I think, I mean, I call it the dais. But anyway, so there's the chair and there's the assistant chair. There's usually two, but it differs for crisis because crisis has a whole crisis staff. We'll talk about crisis another day, but this is just kind of like the regular schmegular stuff. So the dais is responsible for procedural matters. So anything regarding timing, um, motions, anything like that. The chair is kind of responsible, well, the dais is responsible for keeping everything in check. They are responsible for opening and closing debate. They are responsible for maintaining the speakers list. So let's say you go to a conference and you kind of have to leave. Some people do end up leaving uh, for personal reasons. They have to just make sure that everyone's there and they do like the roll call, which is kind of like um, an attendance list, I guess you could say. They also accord the right to speak to whoever's turn it is. They manage the time limit on speeches and the entertain points or motions. Generally, when you start a speech, start your speech with honorable chair and fellow delegates. This addresses the dais and the delegates with respect. And it's just uh, kind of like the norm and the good way to start a speech. Sometimes if you want to grab their attention, you don't have to start with that. But typically, this is how you should start your speeches. All right, so here are motions. So there is seven main motions that you're going to be talking about. So the first one is a motion to recess. That is kind of, I think you have 15 minutes left of a committee session. You can entertain a motion to recess. There's a motion to caucus. So you can do an unmoderated caucus or a moderated caucus. Don't worry, I'll explain what that is. You can do a motion to adjourn. This is at the very end of the conference when you're done your last committee session so that you kind of just like, and everything. Okay, that's what motion to adjourn means. Motion to close debate, that's basically motion to recess. Motion to reopen debate is when you go the next day, when you want to reopen the debate session for like when you're done break or either the next day. Then you have motion for an extension of the current moderated caucus. So a moderated caucus, I'll explain what that is, but very briefly, it's the select topic that you're talking about with a certain speaking time, and you can ask for an extension if you didn't get to talk. And then number seven, a motion for an unmoderated caucus. So what the heck is a moderated and unmoderated caucus? So a caucus is a way we organize our time for our topics. So a moderated caucus is organized debate. We also call it mod, but typically people will say moderated caucus. So an example could be that you motion for a five-minute moderated caucus with a 30-second speaking time for each delegate, which means 10 delegates can speak for this particular topic. And let's say you want to talk about solutions for solving COVID-19. So what you would do is you would motion for this topic, and then we would take a vote to see which topic would win, per se. So 
you're not going to be the only person that's bringing up topics. Sometimes you will be if it's a really quiet committee or people just don't know what to talk about. But typically there will be maybe one or two, sometimes three or four other topics that you're going to vote upon. And you always vote from most destructive to least destructive. So if something has a longer speaking time, that is going to be considered most destructive and that will be voted upon first. Unless you vote for, um, sorry, you bring up a motion for an unmoderated caucus, an unmod. Um, this is a time where you stop formal debate and you talk to people in your committee. So that is obviously more destructive than a moderated caucus because you're like stopping the flow of debate. An unmoderated caucus is very informal, so you can get up from your seat and go talk to other people. Obviously, you're not going to do that on Zoom, but in person, that's what would happen. Uh, you can somewhat break character in this scenario, but you still have to um, maintain your values and goals of your given character or country. Ultimately, you're talking in order to form blocks with other people. You're using this unmoderated caucus to form blocks, write papers, and just share your ideas uh, that you're not mentioned in moderated caucuses. Um, so, for example, you can motion for a 10-minute unmod. It is up to you to decide the time, but ultimately it's up to the dais to allow the time. So, let's say you want a 20-minute unmod. That's super long. So, the dais might say uh, the dais doesn't want this, but we look favorably favorably upon a motion for a 10-minute unmod. So ultimately, it's up to them to decide whether what time they want, but you can obviously suggest a time. All right, let's talk about speaking times. Now, this is for moderated caucus, okay? So the most common speaking times you're going to see is 5.30, 5.45, 6.45, 12.45, and 12.30. So it's a 5-minute 30-second, 5-minute 45-second speaking time, 6 minutes total 45-second speaking time per person, 12 minutes total speaking time 45 seconds per delegate and 12 minutes speaking time 30 seconds per delegate so that's basically what the most common ones are um, they have to be divisible by the amount of people so for example when you want to do a 530 five minute moderated caucus with a 30 second speaking time that's 10 delegates so it always has to be divisible into a whole number it can't obviously be um decimal because we can't have decimal peoples you can also ask to extend the time on a mo moderated caucus if you didn't get to speak but this has to be voted upon all right so here's the order to any committee session or conference so first you're going to motion to open debate and then we're going to do roll call roll call is basically like an attendance list and when they say your country or character name you're going to say present or present and voting i'll explain what that means later number two you're going to motion to open the primary speakers list. So the primary speakers list is a time you can use to pick a topic. And so essentially there's two topics that you're going to talk about over the course of the weekend. You're going to use the primary speakers list, which is typically standard speaking time would be 45 seconds. Some conferences it's 30 seconds, but you're going to use that 30 or 45 seconds to kind of introduce yourself, your stance on the topic, and typically people will use this time to sway the people in the committee to vote for one particular topic. Because after number three, uh, sorry, after number two, we go to voting on which topic we're gonna talk about. So there's typically two topics, so we're gonna take a vote to see who wants to talk about what topic. Then number three is any points or motions. This is usually a motion for a moderated caucus. You don't want to start with an unmod because you haven't heard anyone debate and anyone talk about what they believe in or what they want to talk about. So typically you're going to start with a moderated caucus. 
If there's no motions, you revert to the secondary speakers list. The secondary speakers list is basically the same thing as a primary speakers list. You get to talk about whatever you want to talk about, but you would already have voted on the topic. So you can really talk about whatever you want to talk about in the secondary speakers list. Usually you will go through these motions on the first day and then you're going to motion to recess. Uh, and then obviously you can always motion for an unmod so that you can start forming blocks and writing your papers together. Then number five would be a motion to present your resolution papers. This is typically going to be on the second day because you're going to have time to write your resolution papers, but you have to present your resolution paper to everyone in your committee, and then you go into question and answer period, and if anyone has questions about your paper, they're going to ask you their questions at this point. Then you're going to go to number six, which is a motion to vote on your resolution papers. So we want our resolution papers to pass. If it doesn't, it's really not the end of the world. Don't freak out. So we vote on our resolution papers, and we're going to pass or not pass <laughs> your papers. Once this is done, you basically do it all over again, but just for the second topic. You usually won't have time to finish the second topic and write the resolution paper, so you just have fun at this point. And then at the very end, we're going to do a motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn is to just end the entire conference committee, I guess you could say. And you go into fun month. So we do usually do superlatives. So we'll say who was the sassiest delegate, who was um, the best dressed, who is most likely to be the UN Secretary General, you know, things like that. And then you're going to take a vote on who's for what category. Obviously, that's not super important, but it's super fun. You can also present amendments to resolutions. So that's another point you can do. Uh, if you don't like something in someone's paper, you can do what we call a friendly amendment, which doesn't require the approval of the entire committee. But if the friendly amendment doesn't work, you can do an unfriendly amendment, but this requires a vote. So there has to be a majority vote for this unfriendly amendment. Alrighty, now we've got our three main points. So we've got point of personal privilege, point of order, and point of parliamentary inquiry. So a point of personal privilege deals with any problems which prevents a delegate's participation and compromises his or her abilities. So for example, if you can't hear the delegates or the dais, if the room is too hot or cold, you say point of personal privilege and you say what your problem is. It's really informal in a way, but you also have to maintain diplomacy and decorum. So for example, in an online platform, maybe you can't hear the chair. So you want to raise your hand and say point of personal privilege and you can say it when no one else is talking. You obviously don't want to stop someone in the middle of their speech and be like, hey, point of personal privilege. No, just wait till everyone's done talking. Typically, when they're asking for motions, this is a good time to do your point, but it's really kind of informal. You can do a point whenever, as long as you're not interrupting anything. The second one is a point of order. Now, this points out a violation in the rules of procedure on the diocese part. This is rarely used because the chair usually knows what they're doing, but for example, if the diocese forgets to do roll call. You can say, point of order, uh, we didn't do roll call, and just kind of remind them, don't be sassy about it or anything like that. Just be very nice about it if they forget something. It's not nice to be sassy or rude. Obviously, we want to maintain diplomacy, respect, and also Dawson College has a very good reputation for being respectful delegates, so make sure that you are being respectful at all times, but particularly when you do a point of order, because you don't want to offend anyone either. All right, and then there's point of parliamentary inquiry. We also usually just say point of inquiry because it's shorter. This is a specific question to the dais about 
procedural matters or the topic being discussed in the committee. For example, how does a two-third majority work? Like, if you have any questions at all about how MUN works, this is the way to go. This is the point that you're going to use. Please do not be afraid to ask questions, especially in your first conference, which is probably going to be monk. If you don't understand something, it's better to ask than just sit there and be confused and not know what's going on because you want to have a good time. You want to understand what's going on, right? Also, we are going to be having a training day, a simulation committee, so you're really going to get the chance to understand what's happening. All right, next we've got yields. So typically, when you're done your speech, you say, I yield my time to the chair if you're not done. Even if you are done, it's just kind of like a sign of respect that you're giving your time back to the chair. So there's two types of yields. You can yield your time to the chair, like I just mentioned, or you can yield your time to another delegate. For example, if you're in a block with someone and you want them to talk about a certain topic and they unfortunately didn't make the list of delegates to talk about this topic, you can say, I yield my time to whatever country or character they are. You can also give your time to another delegate in a more competitive environment, I guess you could say. You can also give your time to another delegate if you want to like, call them out on something. For example, let's say China said something very controversial and you want to call them out. You can put them on the spot by yielding your time to them. That's something that you can do as well. So yielding time to another delegate can be used um, in a way to help your block by giving that time to someone in your block to explain something that you may not know much about, but you want the point to be brought upon or talked about, I, sh I should say. So you can yield your time to someone in your block or you can yield it to someone else for making a controversial statement or something like that. All right, so then we've got voting procedure. This is something that I mentioned earlier. So this is what we do for roll call. When they say your country name or your character name, you have to say present or present and voting. If you say present, this means you can abstain in substantive matters. So for example, when voting for papers, uh, if you don't know if you wanna vote yes or no, you can abstain. If you say present and voting, you cannot abstain from substantive matters. No matter if you say present or present and voting, you must vote for procedural matters. So for example, motion to open debate, motion to start the primary speakers list, you have to vote for that. It's yes or no, you can't abstain. Also for voting procedure, there's a majority, so 50% plus one, that's how it works for papers and stuff like that. And last but not least, we've got decorum. So the general rules of decorum is no crosstalk. So crosstalk is talking while speeches are being made. It's just disrespectful, obviously, to talk when other people are talking. Then we've got proper language, so no swearing in committee. We have a very good reputation as Dawson delegates to be very respectful, and we don't use um, curse words and things like that. So just always be mindful, because I know sometimes, especially if you use curse words on a, on a regular basis, sometimes it can slip. Just really be careful. Uh, we don't want to do any accents. Anything that can offend anyone, please just don't do it. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but just in case you didn't know, don't do accents. There's also no need to dress up. I played Cleopatra once and I wore a crown. That's totally different. If you're a king or a queen or something, you can definitely wear a crown. But it's obviously something completely different if you're wearing a cultural outfit that can be seen as offensive. So just please be careful when putting costumes and things like that. We just recommend that you don't. Obviously, if you want to wear like a silly crown, if you're Cleopatra or Caesar or something, that's totally fine. But no cultural outfits, please. And then do not talk over your time. You have 30 seconds, 45 seconds, sometimes a minute to talk. Once you've reached the end of your speech time, don't go over that. First of all, the dice hates it. They really, really don't like when people go over their time. But also, it's just a respect thing. Just stay on time and in your, you know, spiel.
So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. I really tried to keep it as condensed as possible. I know it was a little long, but if you have any questions at all, please feel free to reach out. I'm always here to answer questions as well as any of your execs, first year liaisons or second year delegates. So I hope you all have a fantastic weekend, day, whatever time you're listening this to this. Whoa, English. I'm losing my mind a little bit. So I hope you all take care. Hopefully see you all at the next training session. Bye, everyone.